special guest here with me today, Kush. Hi, Hello. Kush. Hi there. I am excited to be here. Yay. Um, Kush and I met through work. We met at Razorfish. Yeah, it was almost or seven years ago now. Wow, it's been that long. Yeah. <laughs> Today's topic is about travel, specifically travel in Asia and food. And we actually went to Flushing today and did a little food tour. So we'll take you through some of the foods that we ate. It was quite an amazing journey, culinary journey. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to think about someone who is an expert at traveling in Asia on a low cost budget, I would think of you. <laughs> Thank you. It's, uh, I've been working very hard for this my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> Hacking all the points. <laughs> uh, actually, I didn't even really use points. Like, I just, I, like, I think only now am I, like, really getting into, like, the points game. It was more, I just start like, especially, like, right after college, I was, um, you know, I, like, had vacation days, but also didn't have the highest of salaries because new to work and everything. But soon realized that Southeast Asia was, like, the most cost-efficient travel one could do because like well the flight might be pricey and there are ways you can get that cheaper but i'll i'll get into that in a sec but um aside from the flight then like once you're there everything is incredibly cheap and you could have like much much more authentic experiences so spending two weeks in like you know like some southeast country like whether it's like uh like myanmar or, or thailand or something like that will get you much more value than like doing like a weekend trip like in the united states <laughs> What's like your favorite part of going to Southeast Asia? I would say it's the food. Um, I think that's like a really, really big piece just because like, you know, grow growing up like um, South Asian, like, you know, spice is a big part of my culture. So, you know, it definitely has that special kick to it, but also like it's this unique flavors and like different like produce and everything that's available there, which makes it makes for some really really unique flavors so i've really enjoyed like exploring like street food um you know all over the place and on top of that i think it's just specifically to southeast asia it just feels a lot more relaxed for me like i've lived in new york my whole life so it really kind of takes you out of takes you out of context of what you're used to into like somewhere completely new and especially when you travel solo it kind of like really challenges you and also like kind of makes you think like oh who am i outside of like my day-to-day -day, like work and travel yeah. and, and like day they work and you know how I interact in my like home location yeah I have actually never been to Southeast Asia I've only been to East Asia but I've always wanted to go to Thailand to Vietnam to Cambodia mm -hmm. and I was really hoping that this would be the year <laughs> um but I get I guess I have to put that on hold one of the places I've always wanted to go to is in Cambodia to see Angkor Wat and then I read that everyone wakes up like at 5 a.m. or whatever to see the sunrise mm -hmm. and then everyone posts that one photo on Instagram of the sun rising at Angkor Wat but if you look at the background photos everyone is like like in the background like yeah. so many bodies are in the background because every guidebook says to wake up early and go <laughs> and see the sunrise. I really like Cambodia specifically but everything you mentioned about the the crowds is is really intense like and almost can take away from the experience uh you also went to sri lanka right <laughs> uh yeah that was the start of 2019 and like they had this one like train ride that like is like six hours long or eight hours long or something where he's like it's a slow old-timey train that like takes you through the tea hills and everything Ooh. which sounds really really nice and like you know there's so many like glamorous like videos and stuff of it 
what they don't show you is like it, it became so popular and everyone heard about this mm. to the point that like it was actually packed a majority of people actually had to like stay standing like in the aisles like for like eight hours straight no way yeah like they're expecting like this whole magical journey and everything like that sounds awful it's like sometimes like you know instagram and all these places they kind of really hype it up and then like you kind of take a take out from the authenticity and also like for the locals like this is just a train they need to take to like go back to like their home and it's just like bunch full of like a it's bunch a of functional thing for them. Exactly, yeah. So like they're just like what what the hell are all these like people do- yeah. <laughs> like doing here? Why so- are you getting on the train that I literally need to take to go from home to work? Like please get off my train. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was your experience when you went to Seoul? Uh I really, really enjoyed it. I've been there three times. Oof. That's a lot. <laughs> For, yeah. for a non-Korean, yeah. right? That's a lot. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. So the first time I was there was, like, in college. I went during in January, which, like, was very, very chilly, so I don't know why. Wait, you went in college for fun? It was a school trip to India. Um, so it started in India, where it was very hot, and then, like, I progressively made my way up to Seoul, <laughs> like, which, I, I being, like, a young 21-year-old, didn't think this through well, but I essentially went from Mumbai to... Hong Kong to Shanghai to Taipei to Seoul. Wait, what was the time span of all of this? Three or four weeks, I believe. I used to just kind of jump around a lot, like really quickly. It was also like really, really full of energy and just like I would land and be like, okay, you know, I'm ready to go. Whereas like now I'll be like, okay, I need a week here because I want to like just settle in and go a bit slower. Not that I'm old, but like definitely older than that. Like I need to slow down a tad. (laughs) I agree. And... There's something about being in a place and really soaking it in versus approaching travel as a checklist. You know, like, oh, I've been to this this place, so I'm done with this country. I used to do that a bit, but I've shifted away from that since. And I like to kind of digest and spend a bit more time in places Mm -hmm. to the point where it's just like you wake up and you're like, oh, yeah, I think I did pretty much everything. And you're just enjoying being there, you know? When I was younger, I was almost like sampling a lot of places, which is a weird way to say also also kind of sounds like kind of mildly imperialistic (laughs) (laughs) um but but now like i definitely kind of just like take more time there um what's your favorite thing about going to seoul this this is a very very like specific but there's like a few snacks that i really really like getting there and i know i could get it here um there's like the banana milk which i know i learned oh, how to banana say... uyu. oh yeah yeah oh yeah yeah i remember like being able to read it because it's, it's a like... yellow yellow mm, bottle yeah, yeah, it was it's something very, very specific, but, like, I don't know why, like, that stuck out, like, really, really well. You know well they make it. different flavors for that? Oh, They well. make, like, daigi, like, strawberry versions mm-hmm. and banana. Hmm. Well, I need to go back to China. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I really like the vibe of Seoul. Um, you know, just, like, just walking around, like, Google Maps in Seoul is... Terrible. Pretty, yeah, really, really bad, but... For those who of you who are trying to visit Seoul and you think you can use Google Maps, it's not possible. You have to download Neighbor Maps <laughs> or Kakao Maps because Google doesn't have a strong search engine presence like they do here in America. Yeah. Which you would think it's like, they're just everywhere, but <laughs> not, nope. not nope. so much so, but... Not in Korea. Yeah, but like, it like kind of forces you to explore more. And like, I remember in Insadong, like, just kind of like walking through like the... I guess, like, walking streets and, like, a little bit more, like, alleyway sort of vibes, like, was really, really, um, it was, it was nice and relaxing. It was a lot of fun. Like, actually, uh, I got, I got sick, like, while I was in Tokyo. Like, I got a really bad ear infection. Ear infection. Yeah, so I actually had to spend, like, a day, like, fully resting. 
And then the second day, I actually had to go to the hospital. Oh, and yeah. I remember, like, trying to, like, organize it, like, trying to book an international appointment. It didn't, this, the site didn't really work well. So, like, I ultimately had to, like, go to, go to the hospital and just walk to the international section. I got, like, an appointment, like, the day of. But this is, I guess, more of a commentary on healthcare by this point. But it was really, really efficient because they just looked at it. I like, looked at my ear. They just, like, gave me a prescription. And, like, I was on my way out. And, like, obviously, I didn't have insurance, like, you know, international insurance. And all in all, that was, like, $50. Wow. Like, to get, like, a, a, an on-the-fly on international appointment and get, like, the antibiotics. And, like, once I took that, then I was just, like, back to, like, normal. And I was just like, oh, this is great. Like, how... <laughs> And you were like, I can just carry on on my merry way. Yeah. That's a that's that's the great thing about health health insurance outside of America. It's generally pretty good. Yeah. I, I mean, it's all relative. But but I think like if you do travel solo travel, like one challenge is like if you do get hurt or something, like you just have to figure it out. I got food poisoning, and then I sprained my ankle at the same time. What? <laughs> Which country was this in? It was in. Malaysia, but I got the food poisoning while I was in Singapore, which is is also very surprising because Singapore is like you know incredibly clean and everything. So that's that was a very that was an anomaly. Yeah. But yeah, then I was like a flu, and I I was like in in a uh, Penang, and like you know I wasn't feeling well, and then like I tripped I think while like trying to like head to the bathroom or something. <laughs> I sprained my ankle, so and I was in a struggle, struggle point because I'm like all right, I could take ibuprofen, but that'll mess up my stomach. Oh my god. I'm laughing now. Well, we can laugh now because it's after the fact. But I'm sure at the moment you were like, this sucks. Yeah. You, and, can't, you can't enjoy your travel when you're sick. Especially yeah. if you have a limited time. Yeah. And I remember like I went to Malaysia specifically to eat food. Because Malaysian food is like, I think, I will, I'll say it is my favorite cuisine. Ever. It's a great balance of like Chinese dishes, like Indian dishes, like a roti kanai or like like bean sprouts or like kind of like mm-hmm. watercress or whatever or not not watercress spin a specific spinach or something but also has its like own like unique flavor like sambal sauce and stuff which is like absolutely amazing and also pandan which is like the flavor of rice i love pandan earlier. oh my gosh pandan's so good main point is that like with solo travel like you know there's a great parts where you like you know find yourself but also like it does challenge you to be like all right you know something has gone wrong like i have to figure this out whether it's health wise <laughs> You know, Kush, like, if anyone was listening yeah. to this episode, they'd be like, why is Kush's travel so challenging? <laughs> like, why does he get sick and, like, put himself in these situations so much? <laughs> I, I, I definitely sound reckless, and I think, I will say, at least say, like, I've, uh, like, each experience I've learned how to get, like, a little bit better. But, like, it's easy to call it, like, the negative parts because it's a funny story, but, like, what I have gained from all the travels in the past is, like, just feeling more comfortable with like kind of ambiguity and also just like and going with the flow it, it, like those moments i've kind of found out a little bit more about who i am mm-hmm. like in myself so this year i'm so lucky to have gone to korea and enjoyed the city even though there's coronavirus mm-hmm. and i was able to do all the things that i wanted to do except for going to jejudo because i didn't want to fly domestically out of kimpo airport because oh, I had okay. a lot, I heard a lot of news reports that it was super busy there. Like, mm. when there's no coronavirus, Kimpo Airport is one of the busiest domestic airports in the world. Oh, I didn't so, know that. yeah, there's a lot of routes that go through that airport. Mm. Um, so, I didn't get to do that. But what I did do was go to 
all the cafes that I could. Mm. So I ate the jiggly pancake stuff. <laughs> I like had so many different lattes. I went shopping in busy streets. Um, people there didn't really social distance, even even during the coronavirus pandemic. Mm-hmm. I guess because the city is so dense to begin with, it's very challenging to social distance. Yeah, and I also, can see that. Yeah, it's like it's required by law to wear a mask when you're in public places, like outdoors as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's like 100% mask compliance. And it was just like a different vibe, you know? They're just tackling the pandemic a lot better. But in either, in any way, like... I'm sure next year or in the near future, I'll do all the things like go to Jeju-do and like bike around. That was my plan. I mm. wanted to bike the entire island. Mm. Um, oh, that'd be great. Right? Um, well, speaking of Korea, we also went to Flushing today mm. and we got some good noms. We went to Chungcheon Hot Dog, um, but it's right off of Northern Boulevard where the Hanarum is mm. and next to Jongno Barbecue. There's this place and then OK Dog in Lower East Side, but mm. the hot dog was excellent. I had the mozzarella. I had the volcano hot dog, which like the outside was like sweet, like the rice crusting on it. Mm. But then the actually it wasn't even that spicy. Like now that I think about it, like maybe it just had like a mild spice to it, but it was a perfect like blend together. Would you recommend? Oh, highly recommend. Hi. And then... <laughs> How many stars? I would say five stars. Like, I, I ate it and I was like, I was like, it's still sad with me after. It's like, wow, that was really good. Yeah, we bought it and then we just sat in the car and ate it. Yeah. There's not really any place to eat it. <laughs> it was like, and I was, it's also like the texture is just really good. It's like the perfect fluffiness and then like the oh, hot dog was like yes. really well done. And my cheese was that stringy cheese when you bite it and it like pulls. Oh, yeah. It was yeah, that yeah. perfect consistency. It's like a, yes. would you describe like a mozzarella? <laughs> <laughs> We, so we had Chungcheon rice hot dog, and then we went to Main Street. Mm-hmm. We had, oh, White Bear. Oh, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Love White Bear. Yep, I love White Bear, too. Uh, we had wontons, number six. Yes, very important. <laughs> what is number six? Describe it to our listeners. What really makes it stick out is the, like, sauce they use on it. It's, like, shredded, like pepper mm-hmm. um, but it, it doesn't like feel spicy it just like has like a really good flavor to it it's yeah. like not overpowering it's just this is really 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 good i've been going there for probably like almost like seven years now i'd say yeah i can tell i was very impressed with your mandarin when you were ordering <laughs> i need to get to that level where i can confidently go to white bear or any sort of like chinese shop and be like yes one of that please that's, <laughs> that's my goal um after white bear we went to well, we, we went to the spot, mostly use the bathroom, but... <laughs> oh, yes. We went to spot dessert bar, primarily to use the restroom. But, oh, here. I have one of the treats that I got at spot. So we'll do a live eating. Oh, yeah. yeah. We have another one, too. We but... have another. Uh, yeah, we have... I ordered the mochi brownie from spot. Uh-huh. And we're going to have some right now. Yes. I also... we've I've prepared your fork kush here. Thank you. Thank you. Go for it. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> this is our ASMR segment. <laughs> Everyone just like, oh, if only knew what it tasted like. Oh, oh I feel the tub the mochi in there. Yeah, the it's kind of it's kind of hard though, right? If yeah. Oh, me. kind of. Oh crap. So, oh, so it's like brownie on top of like a mochi layer almost. Maybe I should have brought a knife. 
I wouldn't have expected this needing a knife per se, but oh no, it's getting all over the place. Yeah, that's my doing. I'm sorry. It's okay. Although you have more like covering to. Oh, that's true. Sorry about that. <laughs> How is it? Pretty good. Uh, actually, I think it's the mochi part because. Oh, I should bring a knife. Mm. Okay, now I got the mochi part. Mm. <laughs> I'm pleased. Mm. Mm. Nice take on a brownie. <laughs> right? Here, here's tissue. Thank you. Okay, so I ordered the mochi brownie from Spot Dessert Bar. It was, I think it was like four fifty five. Mm. I don't know, something like that. Mm. Um, the brownie itself is soft and chocolatey, fudgy, like any brownie should be. <laughs> But it's not like that dry, mm, dry like fake chocolate taste. It's nice and like rich. Yeah, definitely. So I would recommend. And then it has like this mochi in between layer that's really hard to break apart. It almost feels like it's a brownie that you have to like eat like a sandwich rather than like Agreed. use a fork to Agreed. try to break into. Yeah. So I would say this one is hard for sharing <laughs> unless you have a knife and fork situation. <laughs> Okay, but that was great. Um, we have other treats as well that we bought. After Spot, we went to Egg Souffle Pancake. Mm. Which we finished, and that was, that was great. <laughs> which we finished, which doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> but we had like these uh, jiggly pancakes, and they were like two for $10. Really airy, so delicious. That I recommend. And you got the pounds on ice cream. Yes, which... As mentioned, aforely mentioned, um, is one of my favorite things. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I don't know if it's Malaysia exclusive, or like at least from the area, but it's it's great. <laughs> what else do we have, Kush? Oh, then we went to the food court at like Queen's Crossing? I don't know what it's called. The mall? The food court mall? It's like by one of the parking lots, which like, I don't know if that, if that helps or not, but... Mm-hmm. They had a section which might be kind of new. It was like almost like a dim sum section, so you could just like take things out. So we got um, so like a leek and spinach dumpling. So that was that was really really good. I like having nuts and stuff. So I had like the perfect like crunchy texture, which is you know I th I think is very very important. Like I think Asian foods in general like prioritizes taste, but also like the texture part is like very very good to have. But then also what we have now to try, and I love this. But we'll see if Diana loves or hate this. It's a durian uh, crispy puff. I guess. It's like a little, a bit more on the sweeter side, but it has durian, which like if you haven't had is either you like, either you like it or you like absolutely think it's the most disgusting smell in the world. I don't think I've ever had durian in my life, Kush. I think t today is the first time I'm having durian. <laughs> we'll find out. It, it, shall I pull it out? Yes, go ahead. This is just an actual excuse to do like an ASMR type channel. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the um, title B ASMR video. <laughs> I wonder what ASMR actually stands for. Um, attention, servants, man, radio. Cam. Camera, man, 
man, woman, TV. It's a weird throwback. To... Okay, he's going for it. After you. Oh. Or should we do it at the same time? Oh, you're right. Because okay. I already know I love it, so. Okay, okay, okay. So I'll take one. So this is my first time having a durian rice puff. I, I won't describe my reactions because I've had it, so. I'm smelling it now, and it smells like... Hmm, it smells fruity. Hmm. Bon appetit. Mmm. Mashiso. Hmm? Mashiso. How true. Oh. Honto oishi. It's so the inside is creamy, like a like um like kind of that egg filling type creamy texture, mm-hmm. and the outside is flaky and buttery. This is great. Do you like the Do you like the fruit part itself? Hmm. I would eat this again. Oh, there is one more puff, so you can enjoy. Oh no, no, I have to finish this mochi brownie. Okay, I'll take the durian puff because yeah, I do should love definitely. it. You should take it. But that's good to know you like it because if you didn't like it, you would have just like, it would have been very clear you didn't like it. Mm. (laughs) Why do people get offended by the durian taste? It tastes fine. So it's it's a very pungent smell and like some people just like don't like it. Like, you know, like how some people don't like cilantro just because like they, Mm. well, that might be like slightly genetic or something like that, but. um, I don't like cilantro. Yeah. So I think that's just like. How you born, but with durian specifically, it's like, like the opposite in that for most people, not like most people hate it. I feel like the durian in this though is very mild. It also it is also a bit sugary, but like if you already like this part, then like you would like durian. You'd be fine with durian in general. Oh, that's so nice to know. Yeah, I, I, at least I assume so. But um, well, it was funny. In, um, I was in a hotel in Malaysia, like Kuala Lumpur specifically. I remember the hotel like floor had a sign that specifically said um, like no smoking and then no durians. <laughs> I heard it's illegal to bring durians on the subway in Singapore. Yeah, I, I think so because it is. It can. It's almost like a public disturbance. But like the durian, even when it's closed, it smells. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was only when it's opened. Well, so I mean, if it's like in this plastic container, it could be okay. But like it's very easy for the smell to get out, and that reminds me of that. That gives me throwbacks from when I was in college, and I had a jar of kimchi in my refrigerator, uh-huh. and I kept that thing really sealed tight because I was like, "All right, I'm not gonna be known as a the freshman girl who keeps kimchi <laughs> in her fridge that smells for the entire hallway." <laughs> So I kept it super tight and I don't think it smells, but like other people are so sensitive to the smell because they're not used to it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, also, I mean, to be fair, it does it does smell. That's why people have like distinct kimchi refrigerators. To be honest, did, did your car smell like kimchi growing up? My car? Oh, I mean, like, you know, if you were like driving around, like you bought like kimchi. Oh, mm, I think my fridge might have. Okay. Yeah. 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 I've met like some Korean people who said like, oh yeah, like in their car, like it kind of has like a, a slight lingering <laughs> kimchi smell. <laughs> the kimchi smell lingers in their car because they drive it around from like H Mart to H Mart or something. <laughs> <laughs> just just, just got compared to a guy at the right kimchi brand. Um, what other food places in Flushing would you recommend, Kush? We didn't get to hit up all our spots today, mm-hmm. you know, because 
it's hard to eat outside. We had to sit on like different benches and kind of sit in the car, sit in the random park. Um, what are the spots we missed out on today that we, if it was not a pandemic, we would go back and eat? Um, there is one spot I would have like loved to check out. So there's in the Queens Mall, there is a uh, you know, food court at the very bottom that's like huge. I remember in the corner, there's like a, it was like a section for like spicy chicken. Like, it's just like cooked in like simmered in like chili oil and stuff like that. Ooh. Wait, what's the name? Uh, I wish I could tell you offhand, but. But it's inside the food court in the mall. Yeah, generally like the food court downstairs like just has like the best of like a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. So I would highly recommend that. The dim sum game is really good there. Um, hot pot would be great. Actually, hot pot is would be a really good like winter like dish. I think um, for winter, Shanghai Yu. We we ate there during the summer. Mm-hmm. Me, you, and Shirley. Oh, that, that that's was Shanghai Yu. That, that was really good, but I think the winter would still be good. I remember when we just passed it today, they had like an outdoor setup where it's basically they've set up their store outside <laughs> because they did a really proper like wooden build mm-hmm. um, and they're serving directly from that little house. So they've got like um, display cases of their food set up inside and then you can also sit inside that little house and eat. Yeah, it's, it's almost like you could like select your like it, was, it felt like a lot of like dim sum like dishes. They'd mm-hmm. just be like, I want some of that and that, and just like sit down, which like feels almost like a dim sum food court kind of vibe. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. which like I missed the dim sum experience, but I could see dim sum kind of tra- like transforming into that because it's like sometimes you just know, like, okay, I want this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. But then again, like the dim sum experience is like designed to be just kind of like slowly and you just kind of like it's like almost a treat along the way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think if there's anything, other flushing places that I really enjoy going to that I can't. I mean, we covered a good amount. Soup dumplings would have been really good to get, but... Yeah, those are hard to eat. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I feel like there's everyone has, like, their own style of eating it. Mm-hmm. That's, like, you know, like, some people, like, I was told, like, oh, you have to, like, take a bite of the top and pour the vinegar inside. Some people just, like... You know, just wait, like, wait, wait, what? You you take a bite out and pour vinegar inside? Yeah, which is I, that what you just said? Yeah, it's are like, you a monster? <laughs> what no, are you so, saying? No, so like, so you have a dumpling. You like take a bite, so the steam escapes and everything, and then like you take a tiny bit of the vinegar, you pour it inside. I was told like this is the right way. I don't, I don't actually think so as much anymore. Now, like, I'll just like put it on my spoon and like put the soup dumpling there and like I'll, I'll still bite it just so like the heat escapes mm-hmm. so it's not burning in your mouth exactly yeah um which that's I'll... the approach that i take too i used to just take the thing and shove it into my mouth because i'm afraid of it getting everywhere yeah. but then it's so hot in your mouth so i think the key is to take a little bite let the soup come out a little bit and the steam uh-huh. and then shove the entire thing in your mouth yeah that's my recommended approach I remember like once watching a video and someone said like they like to like break apart the whole dumpling and like in a in a spoon and just like slurp it all up after and just like or that's that's like monstrous. I'm that like, is that is like, absolutely like barbarian. It's like you just like ruined the like the delicacy of like you did what that was. I mean that it's in a little dumpling house for a reason. Yeah. 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 Well. I think that's it. Yeah. Kush, it was great having you on the pod. Likewise. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right. See you guys later.
Bye.